The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning. Welcome to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us this on this nice weekend, the first weekend of March. I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel as it relates to winter. Uh, if you want to be part of the program, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can always go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. How goes the battle? Good morning. Just loving another Saturday in the studio. Living the dream, right? Always. always. All right. Uh, as always, we're going to talk about the capital markets in the week that was. We have a bit of a... A reprieve as it relates to the the markets and economic data probably until the Fed next Fed meeting at the end of this month so should be interesting stocks tend to drift higher when that when we are devoid of much market moving data so uh, the week that was in the capital markets US stocks as measured by the S&P 500 were up about one and a quarter percent so traded higher after uh, last week obviously being lower International developed markets were up 2%. Uh, international developed stock markets were up 2%. So when we talk about international developed markets, what we're really talking about is think about, I mean, the biggest components of that are going to, of course, be Europe and Japan. Uh, emerging markets were 3% higher. So we had some continued outperformance from the international markets, even though uh, the week before last, emerging markets got obliterated, but emerging markets were up 3%. U.S. small cap stocks were up about 1.5%. Uh, in the bond market, we saw rates move uh, higher. The aggregate bond index traded almost a half a percent lower from a price standpoint, uh, so the ag continues to struggle. A lot of that has to do with the duration of the bonds within the aggregate bond index. Uh, we we now have a six-month treasury yield is 5.14%. So that's right. You can buy a six-month U.S. government bond, essentially risk-free, uh, 5.14. A one-year treasury yield is 5.04. This and, is the and week. the 10-year was 3.99%. Well, it, not so true on Friday, but this is the week where the entire curve eclipsed 4%. So in 30s, 10s. Everywhere out there, loaning money to the U.S. government yields greater than 4%, right right below the threshold on Friday. You know, I had, I had, right before I fell asleep on Thursday night, I had this uh, epiphany that maybe we should stop talking about uh, U.S. government bonds as risk-free because I'd like, <laughs> wait a minute, risk-free? I don't know if I'm I'm really feeling that anymore with the amount of money we're spending in this country. Well, at some point it's not going to be risk free, right? Maybe the well, frame it as the yield is risk free, but the uh, real return that you're going to extricate. No, no, from... I'm talking about like not risk, like really not risk free. Well, at I, some point it's not going to be. We're in if the we... midst of engineering a multi-year devaluation, right? So uh, there's no. I think that's more the important factor, don't you think? Yeah, just the the idea that, you know, even Buffett, and we're going to talk about Buffett's letter to shareholders later in the show, but even Buffett uh, has continues to mention that the government spending can't continue unabated. And he, for a long time, he never worried about it. But he, uh, I think as he gets older, he maybe is starting to worry and just becoming such an enormous number. Uh, gold was one and a half percent higher, 1851 an ounce and oil was up two and a half percent at 79 bucks a barrel. Where the heck did that come from? Oil has been creeping higher. I know it's driving season and China's well, opening. China, China reopening. Uh, but man, it like crept up there quickly. Uh, so as I mentioned, we're sort of in a dead period for markets until we get some more uh, information on inflation. And the next Fed meeting uh, is uh, March 21st and 22nd. Um, and earnings season is mostly over. And Josh is going to go through that in a second. But that's another market mover for stocks. Um, so when you looked at the, the economic data, 
We got a bunch last week. We got a bunch of mixed economic data. Uh, the labor market obviously continues when you look at jobless claims and where we are in the unemployment rate. The labor market just continues to show unprecedented and almost strength. I mean, we've only had the unemployment rate a little bit lower one time in our country's history. And so the labor market continues to sort of defy and rem- everything. Remember, else. the theme over the last few weeks has been that signs of resilience in the economy are counterintuitive and that they're spooking investors because that means ultimately higher terminal yields further for the Fed to go to actually slow it down. And ultimately, they have to engineer some version of the recession that we avoided in 2020 uh, to fix everything that they, in the wake of the monetary and fiscal response. So, yeah, the labor market continues to have strength, but we're seeing weakness, obviously, in housing and manufacturing. Uh, we have this new term that economists have come up with. And remember, uh, an economist exists to make, um, to make uh, what are the people that read the stars? What astrology. Are, astrology. <laughs> look uh, legitimate. So uh, astrologists and, and economists are in my boat in the same place as it, re- as it relates to predicting the future. They can't, is my point. Yes. Um, and so, but economists have come up with this new term. And remember, most economists are academics. And so they don't actually have to, you know, there's no money on the line when it comes to their predictions or what they think. You know, they had a guy from Harvard Business School on last week and Dartmouth Tuck School of Business, which are both, you know, world-renowned business schools, but their ability to predict anything is 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 about as good as my labradoodle so uh take it for what it's worth but they now have come up with this economic term uh where they're calling this economic slowdown economic environment we're experiencing right now a rolling recession what they mean by that is uh the recession or the slowdown is hitting different parts of the economy at different times rather than the whole economy at once you know most recessions it's it, this this is this is true I, I think they're this is true of most business cycle recessions where it's not it, it's a sort of a lumpy deal um you know the last recession that the global financial crisis was a delevering, and so that hit everything at the same time because it's sort of the economy stopped, uh, hit a brick wall. Uh, but in a business cycle recession, which is what we're sort of experiencing right now, um, you're seeing different parts of the economy slow down at different times. And so we know that housing obviously has slowed down. We know that we've seen lots of layoffs in the tech sector. Silicon Valley has had a, a, quite a few more layoffs than most other industries. Um, manufacturing is, is slowed down. Retail. But, but then when you look at the service sector is obviously doing well. And so, you know, eventually it's going to affect everything because, you know, when you, when you, it, let's say somebody works at Google or some of these tech jo- companies and makes a million bucks a year and now they are unemployed. That person uh, is very influential in terms of their economic uh, contribution to society. And so when they stop, you know, all of that spend because uh, they've lost their job, that affects the rest of the economy. And so, you know, they've called this sort of the white collar recession so far. Eventually, when you do have a white collar recession, it makes it uh, into the rest of the economy because those other jobs are dependent on those white collar workers. Uh, and so earnings season is most of the way over, Josh. Why don't you give us a quick recap on that? Uh, earnings down about 4.9% year over year. Uh, energy industrials both showing dramatic earnings growth. The earnings contractions predominantly coming from technology and communication services. Uh, so, you know, big tech essentially. Uh, revenue side has been pretty positively surprised at the upside. Firms have been obviously charging higher prices. They're feeling it in the margins, which is what we've talked about. Uh, we'll, we won't find out till next quarter, but the earnings recession seems relatively predictable at this point, which is just two quarters of earnings contraction. Uh, firms so far have been charging higher prices, but they're paying higher wages and paying higher costs to for the cost of goods sold. So. Uh, their margins are being impacted. They were at all-time highs, but uh, the point being, we're sort of squeaking by on the revenue side yet. Uh, we were arguing before the show, Tyler thinks revenue contraction will come sooner, maybe than later. Uh, we shall see next quarter. But uh, earnings, you know, better than expected for sure, but uh, certainly negative year on year. Well, the better than expected is because Wall Street sets itself up to always be better than of expected. Of course, yeah. Well, and so, yeah, I mean, so... Lower the bar and then jump right over the it. The reality of, of uh, the situation we find ourselves in is asset prices have to be repriced, right? So we have... Uh, higher interest rate environment, 
and that affects all risk assets. And we have uh, earnings declining, and that means we have to have a repricing, especially of stocks. And so uh, that's what we're getting. And it, and as we talk, and then we're going to talk in the next segment. This is all going to be about a duration thing. This is going to play out over same, a longer period of time than any of us predicted. The same secular themes from last year are definitely playing out: higher dollar, small caps over large caps, and yields uh, retracing their prior highs. All right, if you want to be part of the show, call us 877-670-7117 or send us an email by going to our website or northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the duration story and really where you should be focusing on uh, allocating your money. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, have never been bigger during the three-day sale now at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. It's time to save big during the three-day sale at Coastal with prices slashed throughout the store, including truck boxes, smokers, stock tanks, mowers, fencing, and more. Right now, save $30 on the 2.5-gallon jug of 41% glyphosate herbicide. Triple 16 all-purpose fertilizer is on sale, just $24.99 for the 50-pound bag. And buy two, get one free on 20-pound bags of Bear Mountain barbecue pellet fuel. Not all items available online, all sales limited to stock on hand. Shop Coastal in-store or online. Check out the sales flyer at CoastalCountry.com. Coastal Farm and Ranch, with just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. The High Desert Friends of NRA Banquet and Auction is back. Support the shooting sports by joining us Saturday, March 18th at the Riverhouse Convention Center in Bend. Funds raised help support community programs like firearm safety for youth and adults, maintaining local gun ranges, and more. This is a great opportunity to connect with other law-abiding gun enthusiasts, stand up for your Second Amendment rights, and have the chance to take home some amazing items. Over 100 firearms were given at last year's banquet. High Desert Friends of NRA Dinner is Saturday, March 18th. This event has sold out the last two years. No tickets will be sold at the door. So buy your tickets now at friendsofnra.org. Again, that's friendsofnra.org. Or call 541-923-5723. Again, call 541-923-5723. Or see us at the Central Oregon Sportsman Show for tickets and information on donations for auctions, games, and raffles or sponsoring this vital organization. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. If you would like to take one of us up, one of us up on a 
free uh, retirement review uh, and have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can send us an email if you go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Just let us know in your email that you'd like a free retirement review. Uh, so I got an email from one of our clients uh, asking about this, and I thought I would uh, put it out there again because I think it's uh, worthwhile to our listeners. Um, so, you know, there's lots of financial illiteracy in the American population and you, uh, high schools. Actually, my kids go to some high school here in Penn, and they do have a class on uh, economics and finance, uh, thankfully, but most high schools don't don't have that. And so, um, and they don't teach it in college unless you specifically, uh, look for it, but it can have a huge financial literacy can have a huge impact on your life. Uh, and so there is a, a really good book, uh, written by a doctor, an MD by the name of John Lim, L I M is his last name. And the book is called how to raise your child's financial IQ. The most important things. The book is 64 pages long or 62 pages long. Sorry. Uh, and it's really good in sort of the basics of personal finance. And I would urge all of you uh, to either get the book and read it yourself or get it for your kids or grandkids, uh, because having a little bit of financial literacy can have a huge impact on your life, uh, especially into adulthood. adulthood. So you can go on. It used to be a free PDF online. I think all of our millions of listeners probably screwed that up. But uh, again, how to raise your child's financial IQ. The most important things. The author is John Lim, L-I-M. Uh, I, I get, commend this guy for writing this book because it's really good. Uh, so Peter Malik, who uh, is an investment advisor, I'm not sure where he is, but he uh, he put out a tweet, and this is really interesting. He gets he got this information from Goldman Sachs. Ninety nine percent of current current mortgages here in the United States have interest rates below current market rates. And in fact, most of those are those interest rates are less than half of the current 30 year mortgage. And so if you wonder why uh, existing home sales have fallen off a cliff, um, it's very difficult for somebody to say, oh, I'm going to give up my two and three quarter percent mortgage to now take on a 6.3% mortgage. It's really hard uh, because obviously that changes the affordability uh, dramatically. And so most of the existing home sales now is probably people that are being forced to probably have to move. All of these people that moved because they could uh, do their job now remotely and their company is now saying, guess what? You got to come back to the office. Uh, a lot of those people probably live here in central Oregon, right? Uh, all these Zoom cities that popped up, you know, like Bozeman, Montana, Bend, Oregon, uh, now those companies are calling their their employees back to work, uh, and so it's you know th that's probably a lot of the existing home sales s actual sales numbers that are coming through because it's very hard. Uh, you know, I look at my my mortgage uh, interest rate and it's laughable if I were to move uh, how much more I would be paying in interest. So uh, that's a real thing, and that's obviously going to impact uh, the housing market for for years to come. Thirty year low at mortgage originations. Talk about a rolling recession. Yeah, so um, we, uh, on our e-news, Josh and I do a video uh, that we send out to clients and anybody who wants it in the middle and end of every month, um, and we've titled it now twice, The Broken Record, um, because, uh, you know, we keep feeling like we're talking about the same thing to our clients, but, but we want to reiterate that same uh, information that uh, we feel like this economic slowdown and recession, if we get it, is going to still be about a duration uh, story, and meaning it's going to take longer than all of us are used to. So many of us have gotten conditioned because the Fed just sort of swoops in when we have an economic slowdown and just pummels the economy with economic stimulus and all these things become a V-shaped recovery and, and off we go. And so especially Josh's generation, that's how they think of recessions, that they're really short and they're and, they, and the market comes ripping back and everything goes back to normal. The, the, we don't think that's going to happen. The V-shaped recovery, if you will, this story is a lot different uh, simply because of a, that massive accumulation of savings. I think even we dramatically underestimated the extent to which that accumulated savings over the last few years. And also, I think you overlay that with the demographics and thinking about the weight of the population of the United States and where they are in their life cycle, uh, what they're doing. You know, you have 90 million baby boomers converting uh, 50 years of saving into discretionary service spend with uh, better balance sheets than they've ever had, and 85% of them own their home. So it's a dynamic that, you know, this recession is going to take a lot longer to play out than anyone reasonably wanted it to. And 
what that means for stocks is, you know, we talk about this and we feel like we're uh, playing the broken record and beating this ad nauseum, but uh, it's just going to take way longer than anyone really wants it to. Well, meaning we're going to be range bound as yeah. it relates to the markets. We don't think there's a ton of downside for stocks, but we also don't think there's really any meaningful upside in the next 12 to 18 months. And that's what we mean by this is going to take a while for, for it to play out from a duration standpoint. So this this period is playing out very similarly to what we saw in the late 90s, early 2000s. If you remember, you know, we had we had stim tons of stimulus. We had way overvaluation uh, in stocks. The economy in the late 90s was growing six plus percent, but we had stock prices that were that were crazy and didn't make sense, especially in the Nasdaq. And we saw the similar thing into to 2020 and 2021 that we got crazy overvaluation. The Fed had to start raising rates like they did in the early 2000s, and then in the early 2000s it was 2000 through most of 2020. 2002, uh, where we had an economic slowdown and the market was, was traded lower, ultimately getting where it was down from peak to trough uh, over 40%. You know, I don't know that we're going to get the same decline in the markets, uh, but really, if you think about it, we're halfway to that uh, and we're probably halfway through this economic uh, sort of slowdown. We haven't actually officially entered an economic uh, recession as measured by two declining quarters. So the, the, the reason we're bringing this up is if you go back to that period, 2000 through 02, uh, if you had a properly globally diversified portfolio that included uh, bonds, you actually did okay during that period. If you were loaded up with tech-heavy NASDAQ stocks, you know, the NASDAQ took 15 years to reach that all-time high that it saw in March of 2000 uh, to get back to that. And so if you if you are one of those people holding on and thinking we're going to go back to that, if you're the Kathy Wood kind of people, I'm sorry, but we're not going back to that. And I'm ecstatic that that's true because <laughs> those stocks and those companies uh, that are depending on zero interest rates, if we have a 6% Fed funds rate, which is looks like it's probably going to happen, those companies are zeros. They are they are not going concerns. Uh, and so companies that earn cost, their cost of capital, uh, high quality businesses that the, are shorter in duration. The resilience of those names and the resilience of cryptocurrency and all this stuff really speaks, I think, to that accumulated savings and also... In the short term. Yeah, in the short term. But the longer that this story remains... Uh, the stronger the disincentive to own that stuff, and ultimately, of course, you know. Remember, they're gravity, losing money every single month. And gravity so will assert itself. That cash burn, they can't go. To, they were before they were going to the capital markets, issuing more stock. They were they were able to go to the bond markets. That's not going to be available to these companies going forward. Private equity is going to stop giving them money that they just are igniting, and so these are zeros, and that's why it's going to take. But they still have lots of cash piled up, and so eventually, once they're done with the cash and they are bankrupt business. Is that is eventually, and that's why Josh and I think it's a duration story, meaning second half of this year into 2024 before the pain really is exerted. So that doesn't mean like we, investing is this binary decision where it's all in or all out, uh, but it just means you need to relook at your portfolio and make sure you're globally diversified, uh, diversified up and down market cap spectrum, and then now you can get a five percent return on short-term treasuries. So. Um, it doesn't mean you've got to get out of the market. It just means you need to take a closer look at your portfolio. All right. Uh, if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video in the middle and end of every month. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like us to, to put you on our e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Washington Trust Bank. Can't is a four-letter word. I think we should hire more people. I'll talk and wait for a meeting. I'm thinking of starting my own practice. Mm, can't do it. Too much capital. We need a warehouse. I can't imagine how we do that. 
We should knock that wall down and expand here. Do it. There's always another wall beyond the wall. Washington Trust Bank. We believe you can do whatever you set your mind to, and we'll help you get there. Visit watrust.com to get started. Washington Trust Bank. Member FDIC. Love wine, food, and making a difference? Get your tickets to Cork and Barrel 2023, presented by Avion Water Company and Benefiting Kids Center, Central Oregon's nonprofit working to end child abuse. Attend the popular wine tasting party SIP on Friday, June 21st, or the always anticipated Grand Cru Gala Dinner on Saturday, July 22nd. This year's Cork and Barrel features wineries from the wonderful Walla Walla Valley Wine Region. Your participation will make a difference in the life of a child. Early bird tickets available now. So get yours today at corkandbarrel.org. That's corkandbarrel.org. Cork and Barrel is made possible by Avion Water Company, Northwest Foundation, First Interstate Bank, Les Schwab Tire Centers, Central Oregon Daily, TDS, Bigfoot Beverages, Central Oregon Radiology Associates, Klein Investment Strategies, Evolve Health, and Combined Communications. About 100 years ago, Bend started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers. Today, it's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than a half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out. With many decades of expertise in the Central Oregon area, we're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the Closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or any time in the next hundred years, contact Duke Warner Realty. Because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. You know, a lot of people like this time of year. Everything's greening up. I'm with you. It feels like it's all new again. And Wilson's Spring Savings Event is the perfect time to take a little green and renew some of those tired-looking rooms in your home. Yeah, a little green for a lot of new. Right now, Wilson's has special prices on quality handmade Amish furniture and bedroom sets. Stressless or the unmatched style of leather Italia. We've got great deals on Englander and luxury heirloom mattresses. Plus, an impressive selection of furniture made in Oregon. Out with the old and in with the new. Let's go fresh. Free delivery and special 0% financing available. See store for details. The spring savings event. Hurry for best selection. At Wilson's of Redmond. It's happening right now. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Bringing in that spring feeling since 1962. Hi, this is Leslie James, and I want to tell you about my friends at OsteoStrong. If you think osteoporosis is not reversible, think again. The folks at OsteoStrong see it all the time. I just received my latest bone scan to find out I have no osteoporosis in my hip x-rays, and in my spine, I discovered I need only to gain 2% more bone to be completely osteoporosis-free. With OsteoStrong, I know I can do it. Mention you heard OsteoStrong on KBND and save 50% off your first month. Be better. Call OsteoStrong today. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you would like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, uh, one of us will give you an hour for a time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can always email us, which is what most people do. Uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, click on the Contact Us button. So, obviously, this high inflationary environment is taking its toll. Wages continue to fall. Um, so, prices have risen faster than wages in this country for now 23 straight months. 
And obviously, uh, that is leading to a erosion of standard of living in the United States, which is certainly not good for the president uh, or or anybody. But um, what Americans are doing to to make up that gap is they're turning to their credit cards. Credit card balances in the U.S. increased by 15 percent, excuse me, over the last year, the biggest jump in year over year since the 2001 recession. Um, and obviously that trend is becoming very problematic. Uh, the 19% is the average interest rate on a credit card, which is a record high as well. So I cannot imagine uh, having, let's say, nineteen dollars or $20,000 in credit card debt and paying 20% interest on that. I don't think you need us to tell you that that's bad economics. That's not good uh, personal financial planning. Uh, and so, you know, I think, unfortunately, a lot of these people I know because I see the stats and I'll talk about it in the next segment. A lot of these people that are adding credit card debt is Josh's generation, the millennials. And, um, you know, they uh, are a bunch of Peter Pans where they're like, everything is great. And, you know, this is a temporary slowdown and things are going to go back to where they were in 2021, where all my stocks go up and my 401k goes up and my house price goes up and I keep getting wage increases. Uh, They all think that's like right around the corner. And so they're like, in the meantime, I'll just put I'll just keep my. Uh, luxurious spending uh, going and I'll just put it on a credit card. And once I go back to making all that money I was making in 2021, I'll just pay the credit card off. Uh, I don't know that it's going to happen. Maybe. I mean, I hope for your sake it does because that means I'll be doing even better, but I don't think that's the way it's going to play out this time. Okay. Uh, let's tackle some emails, but first let's, we have a phone call. Yes. I hear at the end of your show by low sell high. I also hear stay in the market. I also here get rid of losers, i.e. rebalance. I'm sort of kicking myself for staying in the S&P 500 index. Uh, I should have gotten out about the time interest rates started rising and Russia invaded Ukraine. Wouldn't it have been better to get out than put my money into safety like six months, one year's treasuries. Of course, they're short duration and quite safe. I'm 71, what if I need that original money? It seems disastrous to risk needing to take it out at a 25% drop in the market. Thank you, appreciate your show a lot, actually. Yeah, thanks for that call. Uh, he called us at, he didn't say his name, but he called us at 877-670-7117. So there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, first, I would say, you know, hindsight obviously is 2020. Uh, if I could invest money in a rearview mirror, uh, I wouldn't have to have any clients and I could own all of Ben because I'd be a billionaire. So that being said, uh, we will tell you, and all those things, obviously this person listens to our, our show, right? Definitely. Which is great, and we appreciate that. Um, but investing, and we tell you this all the time, investing is not a binary decision, right? It's not, yes, yes I'm going to invest, or no, I'm not going to invest. I'm going to be in or out. That's not, it, hopefully you're, the message you've gotten from our show is that is never okay. We never think that that's what you should be doing. And so it's not S&P or cash. That, that's not how we ever think about investing. It, it, and you know, we, we admit that owning S&P over time is going to make you a top decile investor. In fact, we have a segment about that today. Um, but you, know, y- y- you should be in a situation, and, and, and I will tell you, sir, how we set up our clients that are 71 or 61 or, you know, and they need that money is, yes, we have a bunch of their money invested in the market in indexes, and in your case, you own the S&P. But we also have a bunch of their money in those short-term bonds that you, we just talked about so that, you know, of course, you need some of that money over time, and you ha- would have a place to go. Let's say 40% of your money was in short-term bonds, which we have lots of retired clients that are 71 years old, just like you, and 40 or 50% of their money is in short-term bonds so that they have years, almost a decade worth of their income that they're going to need to take from their portfolio in bonds, short-term treasury bonds that are going to pay them close to 5% risk-free that are actually probably going to trade up if stocks go down, uh, which allows the other 40 or, or 60 or 50 or 60% of their money that's in stocks to recover because, sir, I think you know if you believe in the S&P that eventually stocks always recover. Well, and the point, the point of buy low or sell high, the, that, that is rebalancing in and of itself. 
Right. And so that, that's our point is that if you have a portfolio that is 60-40 or 50-50, obviously those percentages are going to move when the, those different markets move. And when we rebalance, that means we're selling our winners and buying our losers uh, as a risk mitigation tool to keep our clients that are in those different portfolios in the game to lower their risk. And so – um, what you're describing, you should never be in that position to be like, I'm going to be all in the S&P or not. It, it, you should have a balanced portfolio, which includes both of the things you described, so that you can allow the stock part of your portfolio to recover. Because, sir, you at 71 years old know that we have had lots of recessions and market sell-offs, and we will continue to have them in the future. And if you build a portfolio that is durable for all of those market environments, here's the deal. Josh and I know, I'm, I'm 46 years old, I know I'm probably going to have another 25 bear markets uh, or 20 bear markets in my I, lifetime. I, the problem is I don't know when those are going to be. So when I need money for my portfolio, knowing that we're going to have bear markets and knowing that I can't predict them, I need to have a bunch of my income that I'm going to take from my portfolio in safe securities so that I can always leave the money that I've invested in stocks in the market so that the market can recover and my portfolio, that part of my portfolio recover. The important thing to know is that if stocks are doing well, that's where I'm going to take my income. That's where I'm going to be selling. That's the sell high part can, to create my income. Can we like think about the context for a minute too, though? Because I think about this all the time now, especially as it relates to our clients and their age. And you know, you're 70. You, and if you're married, the statistical likelihood of you and one of the two of you living to 90 is almost a certainty. Uh, so you got another 20-year horizon, rewind back to 2003, and that that's just thinking about the money that you're ultimately going to use, and then a big chunk of that money presumably is going to be left to your beneficiaries, and your your perception of what that money's for is going to dramatically change 10 or 15 years from now, and it should ultimately be invested as if it were going to your beneficiaries, which a good chunk of it will be. But in the last 15 years, the S&P compound growth rate up until – you know, the start of this bear market was north of 16% annualized, and now it's 13% annualized. The context is super important. Right. So, my, and that's and, and that's exactly why I say you. It's not a binary decision. If you, as long as you build a, a durable portfolio that can withstand bar markets and still provide you income where you're taking money not from the stock side of your portfolio but from the bond side of your portfolio so that ultimately when the market recovers, because, sir, I know you agree that eventually it will recover, uh, then then your portfolio is durable and can you can have that portfolio through any market environment. So it's not just uh, you, sir, that it has to do this. It, it, it's so imperative that all, all of you think of – you, you, so many of you think of investing as this binary decision, yes or no, and that should never be it. You should It should always be yes. You just have to build a portfolio that is appropriate for your circumstances, your individual circumstances. You know, my dad called me last week and said, I, want, I, have, a, I have a bunch of extra money in the bank. I, I want to buy treasuries. And he said, should I wait for a market sell-off? And I said, what, what are you talking about? You're buying U.S. treasuries. <laughs> you, that has nothing – the stock market, you know, I mean – no, if you wait for a stock market sell-off, that's probably the worst time to be buying treasuries because you're going to be up in value. So um, it's not a binary decision. It's building a portfolio that is appropriate from, for your circumstances and yours alone. All right. That's a good question, though, and I'm glad uh, you called us. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, you have a question or comment like that, gentlemen, call the number 877-670-7117, or you can always email us at uh, Northwest, go to northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about target date funds, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 
Looking for a quick getaway? Whether for a day, dinner, or staycation, make Sun River Resort the place you get away to. Only 18 minutes from Bend. Indulge in a spa day, hit the bike trails, or save our world-class dining at Lodge Kitchen. If you choose to stay the night, take advantage of our locals-only special starting at just $99 per night. Through April, book our Stay for Schools offer, and we'll donate 10% of your spending to a local school of your choice. Visit sunriverresort.com to plan your escape and make unforgettable memories. Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with the perfect vehicle for things you love to do. The buying experience at ANG is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to ANGBend.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Robo Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon two years running. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us on this first weekend of March. Uh, it's starting to feel like spring. I know uh, mountains getting pummeled with snow. Actually, the whole West Coast, it's awesome. It's getting lots of snow. It's funny when you look at the uh, reservoirs in the state of California are all uh, full again. And so they just need to fill up those aquifers in the uh, in the valley there uh, where they grow all that food. Need some need some rain in the Mountain West. Get uh, Lake Mead and Lake Powell back. back well, up too. So La- Las Vegas and Phoenix can get some water in the years to come. All that snow in the... Uh, in the Rockies, right? So all the snow in Colorado and Utah yeah. will certainly help. Utah has been getting pummeled too. So, and we still have conceivably two plus more months of snow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how it goes. It, the one thing is in Northern California or all, most of the mountain part of California, if it warms up and rains, I don't know where all that water's going to go. That's going to be frightening because they have they're measuring snow in feet now there. Uh, so in the last segment, I mentioned uh, credit card debt now in this country hit an all-time high because that's sort of the how people are uh, 
making up the difference between their spending and the cost of goods, I guess. Uh, now, uh, the millennials, as I mentioned, are, uh, really taking it, taking it up a notch. Josh's generation. Uh, you guys are an easy generation to pick on. Josh is excluded because Josh has a car that's like almost as old as him. I think that car was <laughs> when you graduated from high school. So yeah, Josh's, right. <laughs> Josh's present company excluded that he is, uh, from this, he, he's disowning his generation as it relates to their financial behavior. Uh, total debt balances for millennials hit more than $3.8 trillion in the fourth quarter of last year. That's a 27% increase from late 2019, which is by far the largest increase of any age group. The average credit card balance for millennium borrowers increased to about 7000 in January, up 26% in the last three years. Uh, for comparison, uh, balances were unchanged for my generation and actually declined for by 15% for baby boomers and the silent generation. Um, millennials also had the highest delinquency rate of any age group, moving above pre-pandemic levels. Meanwhile, my generation and uh, Jen, uh, the baby boomers, uh, actually delinquencies are decreasing. And so... Um, you know, I think we're in good shape in this country until Josh's generation takes over and then look out. And that's unfortunately when I'm going to be on Social Security and Medicare. Uh, and they're probably going to spend that uh, on my notes to us. Well, so, you know, maybe they'll get a wake up call. The best thing here, real quick, all that. the best thing for uh, your generation is what happened to my generation. Two recessions when you're, uh, you know, relatively young can change your behavior pretty quick. Yeah. Rashida Tlaib is a Gen Xer when she's president. And, you know, the Gen X will still be, uh, it'll be like an 85-year-old presidency. So we still got like a 40, 50-year run in the U.S. And then what? Then we're we're in charge and it's over. And then we get better, I better learn Chinese <laughs> is what you're saying? We better, better go somewhere. <laughs> okay, so let's... Better start prepping. <laughs> <laughs> get your underground bunker. Let's talk about target date funds. And so the reason, you know, Josh and I don't use them... Uh, but they are have seen a tremendous amount of money flows into them over the last decade or so uh, because they are used uh, quite a bit in um, retirement plans, 401k plans for a lot of you at work. And, and so w w first we should define what they are. And they're not all created equal. There are some good ones out there, but there are also some really bad ones. So first, Josh, describe what is a target date fund? Target date fund is just a single ready-made portfolio for a future savings goal uh, like retirement or uh, Vanguard, for instance, offers uh, target date funds for your 529 accounts. But uh, they just invest in a diversified mix of securities, whether it's stocks, bonds. Uh, they can include allocations to other investments, but uh, you're going to typically ha they'll have a date ascribed to them. And, you know, that's the target date. So, uh, for instance, you know, within your 401k plan, if you're planning on retiring in 2025, your 401k plan provider will have a target date 2025 uh, fund that uh, uh, coincides with your planned retirement date. And so, for example, in practice, let's say you use a Vanguard a target date fund, for example, uh, tar Vanguard. Let's say your let's say you know Josh's retirement is in 2080. <laughs> let's say it's Josh's retirement's in 2040. Let's say, for example, 20, 2055. As we get closer to that date, Vanguard would automatically make that fund more conservative because Josh would conceivably be closer to needing that money. Uh, and so, it, it, if you don't know anything about investing, it's a way for these asset managers to sort of do it for you, to change your asset allocation, uh, to be more appropriate for your circumstances in your life. Uh, and so the problem here with these things is, you know, while I think there are some good ones, and I mentioned Vanguard, Vanguard does a pretty good job. Uh, there are some companies that uh, don't do good jobs, and I'm not going to name those, but they, they're, not all of these things are created equal. Uh, and so it's very important if you are going to use one of these things that you do some research and some due diligence. The idea behind them is that you don't have to do that, but I think that's a very dangerous thing to be doing because you're buying one investment that has a bunch of underlying investments in there that you may or may not agree with owning. And so that's why I say if you, when you let's say you pick a date uh, for your retirement, look at the actual target date fund and see what it owns to see if you agree with that. The problem is going to be for a lot of you don't know what some of those things mean, right? And so that's when maybe if you have a financial advisor, you get their help. Uh, so they're not all 
created equal, meaning the way that they think about this glide path towards retirement, not all the companies think of it the same way. The other thing that's important to know about them is they are interest rate agnostic, all of them, meaning they don't take into account the current interest rate environment and which bond funds they should own which or shouldn't is, own. I think why it's a really relevant conversation to have now, 2022 was a horrendous year for, for target from funds. a uh, performance standpoint for target date funds. And one of the great ironies, of course, is those target date funds that have you know near-term expiration, the 2020s, the 2025s, the 2030s that are presumably, you know, the investors anticipated them to be relatively conservative, they got absolutely whacked. And the primary reason for that, of course, is what Tyler just highlighted, which is that they have their interest rate agnostic for the most part when constructing them. So those people that had really hefty allocations to fixed income when rates were nothing, they got their face ripped off. And, you know, now they own a lot of fixed income, but how, you know, they don't have enough stock exposure to necessarily make up that uh, underperformance that they've experienced, which, uh, you know, last year eroded a significant number of years worth of return uh, just in the downside, just on the fixed income side. And so that's the other thing is a lot of them, if you look under the hood a little at what they actually own, a lot of them are actually going to be too conservative uh, for a lot of you. And so, you know, just, be, you know, you might say, okay, my target date, my retirement, I want to retire in 2040, but you might be a relatively aggressive investor or, or you might be a, an investor that can tolerate more volatility. And the other thing, especially if it's in your retirement plan where you're contributing every two weeks and you get paid, volatility is, is your friend. Uh, and so a lot of them are, are, are going to have way too much bond exposure uh, and not the right kind of bond exposure. So just be very careful. There are some good ones out there. Um, and as interest rates normalize, you know, they're going to be more appropriate to be able to own them. But make sure you own the ones uh, from like a Vanguard that are much lower cost than, say, some of these actively managed fund companies that really want you on them because they're very profitable. So Principal is a big 401k provider, and they have some target date funds that are very expensive and uh, don't really live up to what they say they're going to live up to. So just make sure, as always, as we talk about on the show, make sure you know what you own and why you own it. Uh, always an important thing. Uh, 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 to be doing. All right, if you want to be part of the show, if you have a question or a comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117. You can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about mid and small cap stocks and why now is the time to have them in your portfolio. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 